Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 16th edition of WarComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation report. The California Supreme Court has agreed to hear an appeal of a major class action lawsuit filed by workers' compensation claims adjusters asking for tens of millions of dollars of overtime pay. The trial court and later... In February, the Court of Appeal ruled against the group in a court bottle that has lingered for nearly a decade. The California Supreme Court is giving them another chance. The employer in this case is Cambridge Integrated Services Group. Cambridge employed the lead plaintiff, Kenneth Hodge, and other adjusters employed in different Cambridge offices across California. Hodge and co-workers routinely worked more than eight hours in a single workday and more than 40 hours in a work week. They were not paid overtime because Cambridge designated them as exempt administrative employees. In 2001, Hodge and his colleagues initiated this class action suit asking for overtime pay. The case was tried to a jury in 2005, but a mistrial was declared when the jury failed to reach a verdict. The case was tried a second time in 2008, this time before a judge without a jury. In 2009, the court entered a judgment in favor of Cambridge, and Hodge prosecuted an unsuccessful appeal to the Second District Court. The decision was affirmed in the unpublished decision of Kenneth Hodge versus Aon Insurance Services. The California Supreme Court has now agreed to hear the case. At issue is California Wage Order Number 4, that contains language providing that its mandated overtime requirements shall not apply to persons employed in administrative, executive, or professional capacities. In 2004, Cambridge employed about 200 claims adjusters in California. At the time of the October 2008 trial, Cambridge had about 100 claims adjusters working in four offices. Roughly 40 to 50% of their business involves work on claims from SEGA. Cambridge adjusters investigate claims, review evidence, determine coverage questions, set reserves, and authorize settlement or litigation of claims. They are involved in complex litigated claims and are responsible for millions of dollars of their clients' money. The adjusters regularly interact with clients and lawyers, doctors, and other professionals, and make independent decisions using their professional judgment and discretion and their specialized training experience and skills. The court found that this work and these tasks properly met the characteristics of exempt employees who are employed in administrative, executive, or professional capacities. The claims adjusters are now hoping that the Supreme Court will see things differently. It may take yet several years for a decision. Alexander Sun, who is an attorney currently suspended from the practice of law, lost his appeal of his criminal jury trial conviction of insurance fraud and the unauthorized practice of law. He practiced from a law office in Arcadia, California. A grand jury indictment charged Sun with two counts of insurance fraud and the unauthorized practice of law. Sun pled not guilty to these charges. However, a jury returned guilty verdicts against him on all counts. Sun was sentenced to three years, eight months in state prison, but execution of the sentence was suspended and Sun was placed on three years probation. The conviction was based upon his involvement in both personal injury and workers' compensation cases and 
on the testimony of a chiropractor who assisted the district attorney's undercover case against him. The evidence showed that upon instruction from his office that a client's bill was too low, the chiropractor falsified the bills by increasing an existing bill to an amount specified by the attorney or by creating a new one. Sun was suspended from the practice of law in 2005. Despite the suspension, he continued to have contact with his clients and involvement with their legal matters. One matter was the case of Hong Yu Zhao, who suffered an industrial injury in 2004. Sun's office filed an application for adjudication of his claim and also sent other attorneys from his office to represent Zhao at his two workers' compensation depositions. Zhao and the workers' compensation defense attorneys were not notified that Sun had been suspended from the practice of law. On appeal, Sun contended that having another attorney's signature on his letterhead does not establish that he held himself out as practicing or otherwise entitled to practice law, which is the requirement for a conviction. The Court of Appeal in an unpublished opinion disagreed with him. Sun held himself out as entitled to practice law when he retained attorneys to appear on his behalf in Zhao's workers' compensation case and at his depositions. Neither the client nor the opposing counsel in that case were notified of his suspension. Both continued to believe that Sun was Zhao's attorney. A violation occurs when a letter is sent on a suspended attorney's letterhead, even if the letter is signed by licensed counsel. Thus, the conviction was sustained. And now our fraud report. A former Daly City Councilwoman was sentenced last week to six months in jail for making false workers' compensation claims. Margarita Gomez will also be on supervised probation for three years and must pay $64,000 in restitution. She arrived in court on the day of her sentencing with a $20,000 check as part payment of her restitution order. Gomez pled no contest in February to two felony counts of insurance fraud. In exchange, prosecutors dropped more than a dozen other counts, including making false statements on an insurance claim and attempted perjury. Gomez claimed in August 2005 that she had hurt her knee while working as the patient relations manager at Satan Medical Center in Daly City. But investigators with the district attorney's office and State Department of Insurance caught her on videotape lifting weights, walking long distances while shopping, riding a motorcycle, and walking in high heels. Gomez resigned from the city council after pleading no contest. She had been on the city council for nine years, including stints as mayor and vice mayor. Grant Adam Lemur from Sacramento was convicted of health insurance fraud, failure to have workers' compensation insurance, and failure to properly account for payroll taxes. The Yolo County District Attorney began investigating Lemur in 2010 after receiving a complaint from a Sacramento citizen. Lemur owned an auto detailing business known as Dream Car Solutions. An employee broke his right thumb while operating an industrial-grade buffer during an auto detailing job. The employer failed to provide workers' compensation insurance for this employee and later pressured him to file a fraudulent health insurance claim to cover the costs of the work-related injury. Lemur pled no contest to three misdemeanor charges and was ordered to pay a fine of nearly $11,000. 
He will also have to reimburse Kaiser Permanente for medical care provided to the employee as well as reimburse the Employment Development Department for back payroll taxes. A window cleaning company owner has been arrested in a million-dollar fraud scheme. In 2007, the state fund contacted the California Department of Insurance and reported their suspicion that WWC window cleaning was committing premium fraud. The California Department of Insurance Fraud Division, together with investigators from the Employment Development Department, initiated an investigation of this company. A search warrant was executed in 2009, which resulted in the seizure of WWC's financial records. A forensic audit of the financial records was performed, and it determined that WWC actually had more employees than they were reporting to their insurance carrier or to the EDD. To conceal the misrepresentations, WWC allegedly paid their employees in cash for either a portion or all of their salary. The president, Emmett Timothy Kennedy III of Los Angeles, was arrested and now faces 46 counts of insurance fraud and four counts for violating the Unemployment Insurance Code, all of which are felonies. Every count of insurance fraud carries a potential five-year prison sentence. The company is alleged to have defrauded their insurance carrier and the state unemployment insurance fund of over $1 million in unpaid premiums over a four-year time period. Kennedy's bail has been set at $1 million. State regulators have asked the City of Bell to investigate police disability pensions given to at least 10 police officers, including four chiefs of police, that involved millions of dollars in extra benefits. The California Public Employees Retirement System took this action after the Los Angeles Times asked officials about allegations that the City of Bell had used disability pensions and workers' compensation settlements to boost payments to police chiefs as they, as they were being forced from their jobs. In some instances, two retirees said the city wrapped severance, unused vacation, and sick time into the workers' compensation settlements. Experts said this practice violates tax codes. Bell's former city administrator, Robert Rizzo, approved the pensions and settlements without city council review. Regulators also asked Bell to obtain unpaid medical evaluations, excuse me, updated medical evaluations, to confirm that these members are still substantially incapacitated from performing regular duties. Pedro Carrillo, Bell's interim chief administrative officer, said he plans to brief the city council soon about how to deal with the issue. He added that he had already replaced the city's workers' compensation attorney and third-party administrator. And in regulatory news, the California Workers' Compensation Insurance Rating Bureau governing board decided last April not to make a mid year pure premium rate filing, which would have suggested a 40% increase in rates. <clears throat> Instead, the WCRB thought that an informational filing reporting the same financial information would be more appropriate. Unfortunately, there is no mechanism at the Department of Insurance to process an informational filing. The Insurance Journal reported that the California Department of Insurance indicated that the submission of this informational analysis may actually constitute a pure premium rate filing. Since the governing committee did not authorize a pure premium rate filing, the informational filing has been withdrawn for now under these circumstances. 
The WCIRB said the matter is being referred to the governing committee for reconsideration at a special meeting to decide what they will do next. And in other news, supersized training events are scheduled for both workers' compensation doctors, lawyers, and other professionals this June. The California Society of Industrial Medicine and Surgery, also known as CSIMS, will hold their 26th annual Midsummer Seminar starting on June 16th at the Hyatt Regency in Santa Clara. The event features presentations by notable attorneys and physicians. Dr. Nachman Brotbauer and others will lead a discussion of the clinical treatment and evaluation of compensable consequence injuries and diseases. These cases, such as sleep disorders, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, <clears throat> sexual dysfunction, GERD, and medication side effects, are now far more frequent in claim litigation. Retired WCAB Judge Pamela Faust and Attorney David Leonard will conduct a discussion of recent court decisions and new statutory and regulatory changes. Right after the CSIMS event, the California Applicant Attorneys Association, or CAW, will celebrate its 45th anniversary with their convention and educational programs starting on June 30th at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Their special guest on Friday, July 1st, will be the Chief Justice of the California Supreme Court and a special report by WCAB Commissioners Kaplan and Maurice. Doctors will receive six QME credits and attorneys will receive over 15 MCLE credits, including mandatory ethics requirements, general MCLE credits, and of course, specialization credits. More information about these two highly rated educational events can be found on the websites of these two organizations. And that's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, for past editions of our news, and for much, much more. And please remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and our special reports using your iPhone, your iPad, or your iPod by searching for the WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foltz with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Please drop by again next week for more news.